Hi, I'm Tom Hansen. And I'm Kat Hansen. In 2014, our son Harding was diagnosed with congenital heart disease. And since then, we have experienced the ups and downs that come along with being a CHD parent. In this podcast, we share some of the lessons we've learned along the way and the things we wish we knew at the start of our journey. In each episode, we also chat with CHD experts to get their stories of hope, encouraging insights, and valuable resources to give parents like us the right help at the right time. This is the Hope and Courage Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we are going to hear part two of our conversation with Anna Jaworski. If you haven't listened to part one yet, make sure you go back and do so. It's a great episode. Just as a reminder, Anna is a CHD parent. She's an author. She's a podcaster. She's a publisher. She's a co-founder of the Heart Community Collection. And she does a great job at all of those. And the first thing we talk about is just her experience as a CHD parent. She's actually raised her CHD child into adulthood, and he's doing great. So we're going to learn a little bit about that story and what she's learned about, especially observing her child in those adult years. Yeah, and another thing we go into is what Anna thinks every CHD parent should know. One of those things being, enjoy your pregnancy, you know, look for the positive. So we also talk about how people process a CHD diagnosis differently, and that is between uh, two partners, but also within a community. We talk about how to appreciate those differences, move forward, and just create more unity among the people around you. Yeah, it really was a great conversation. We can't wait for you guys to hear it. So let's jump into our conversation with Anna. And so, um, yeah, can I ask you a question about Alex? You know, one thing that's come up, uh, came up in a couple times, but I'm just curious, has has Alex, does he struggle with any anxiety over the experience or stress or or anything like that? Is that has that been a lingering issue for him at all? You know, I've spoken to a lot of adults with congenital heart disease who do have problems. When Alex was about 10, we had this weird episode, I guess I'll call it. Um, we went in, you know, when they're younger, they see the cardiologist a lot and they see their doctors a lot more than what you would like to. And um, one of the times when he went in and they did um, a CBC on him, they were really worried about the blood count. And so for a little while there, we were having to go in every week and he was having to get his stuck to give a blood sample and they were afraid mm-hmm. he had cancer. Mm-hmm. So that was really scary. And he did develop a fear of needles Mm -hmm. and a fear of being stuck. Um, And it was, it was getting kind of bad, kind of really bad, but I homeschooled. So I always had Joey with me and it wasn't just Alex who was going to those appointments. I would take Joey along with me because I didn't have any family nearby who could watch him. And Joey was probably the best big brother. God knew what he was doing when he gave Alexander Joseph for a big brother. When Joey saw how he was becoming so anxious, he said to Alex, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. He said, you just squeeze my hand as hard as you need to. You just squeeze my hand when they're going to do it. It's going to be okay. And so that worked for a little while. And then that wasn't working anymore. And so Joey came up with a new idea. He said, 
I tell you what, when they're getting ready to stick you, you just say, Domino, Domino, Domino. Domino was Alexander's dog. Mm. He said, you just say, Domino, Domino, Domino. And so everyone in the hospital soon learned who Domino, Domino, Domino Mm -hmm. was. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that Joey kind of helped Alex to realize that, you know, man, you're going to have to come up with some way to cope with this. It's going to be okay. I'm here with you. Mom's here with you. You're going to be okay. And so we dealt with that for a little while. We went through the the fear that Alexander was going to have to deal with cancer. And we got past that. I never told Alex. I never told Joey either that that's what we were afraid of. They just knew that we were going for a lot of blood um, tests. And... Um, I don't know. It's almost like that experience became a new baseline for Mm. Alex. Mm. And when he survived that, when he made it through that, it came out the other end and he saw he could do it. He never really had a problem after that. When he went in at age 17, seven years later for his, um, for his open heart surgery. And of course he had to have an IV and, he had to go through a catheterization before that and everything. I was really impressed with how calm he was and how he just kind of tackled it head on. I really think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he had so much support. He was really lucky. He didn't have a lot of hospitalizations aside from his open heart surgery. And he just really was a very resourceful kid. I mean, I think he was able to kind of go inside of himself and to, you know, he knew he had Domino, Domino, Domino. He knew knew he had Joey. He knew he had Frank and me by his side. And he never really um, showed any outward signs of any serious problems after we got through that that one episode. So I feel really, really blessed in that way. He's, He's very philosophical. You know, I homeschooled him and ended up being able to do some really cool things with my kids that you can't normally do in schools, like talk about religion and talk about philosophy. And we've done a lot of traveling and they've had a chance to go to some really cool museums and listen to some really cool seminars. And, you know, I've been able to take them to some really great CHD conferences. And even though he didn't seem like that was something that he was really internalizing. I think he did. I think it went in by osmosis or something yeah. because he's never really acted like he's afraid. Hmm. Wow. And, and we've had some really deep conversations. I mean, you don't want to talk to your kids about you might not make it, you know, and mm-hmm. I didn't, but he went there. Hmm. And so we drew up a will. Wow. And talked about, I mean, when you're 17, he didn't have a whole lot, but he had some things. And it was important to him that if if he didn't come back, who would have which of his belongings, you know. Right. And uh, I think when you have to face something like that, if you treat it matter of fact, which is how my husband and I have always done, um, and, and by this time, too, he had experienced the death of grandparents. He had experienced uh, the loss of Lucy, Joey's dog. 
So we had experienced death. We had seen children pass away from their CHD. Mm. And I think that life and death takes on a different portion of your life. You look at death as part of the cycle of life. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he was afraid. I think he was, he's, he's always been my kid who won't go on a roller coaster until he's walked the entire area and he can see where it goes up, where it goes down, where it's going to be in the dark. And then once he knew what to expect, he was good. Then he wanted to ride the roller coaster over and over again. (laughs) I think, you know, going to the hospital beforehand, talking to the doctors, me going over his medical history, making sure he really understood what was going on. My son's kind of like, a scientist in his mind Mm -hmm. and as long as he could work it out scientifically and intellectually I think that kind of took some of the fear away for him you have so much to offer you know CHD parents listening but it's you know you have your podcast but you've also written all these books that are super helpful and I didn't tell you this the other day but uh I didn't realize until over the weekend that your hypoplastic left heart syndrome, a parent's handbook, is that what it's called? Yeah, handbook for parents. A handbook yeah, for basically. Parents. Mm-hmm. I apologize. No, um, no, it's okay. That was one of the books I picked up when we started writing our book. I was just like in the library searching for books about CHD and that popped up and they had it transported to our library and I'm just leafing through it. I'm like, man, this is so great. I wish I had this like back when we were going through all the surgeries. Um, But that's such a great resource for parents who are beginning their journey. But you also have a book for CHD siblings and you have um, some other resources. Uh, I would love for you to take a minute and just plug all your things that CHD parents could go find. Well, I'm embarrassed that the HLHS handbook for parents is out of print right now. But like you said, so many things have changed in the last 27 right. years that it's been in the process of being revised for a mm-hmm. long time. But I've been doing so many other things that it's mm-hmm. just kind of been on the back burner. So it's out of print right now. You can get it as a PDF from my website, mm-hmm. but um, but it's old. So I'll tell everybody, it's an old book. It was my first book. And mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a book. I didn't write. I edited a book called The Heart of a Mother, which is essays from women from around the world who have been affected by congenital heart defects. One of my favorite chapters was written by women who were born with heart defects who became mothers themselves. Hmm. And that was what I wanted to know was that if my son grew up, that maybe he could have a family of his own. So that chapter was really important to me. And the very last chapter in the book is a chapter about milestones. And a young man celebrates his bar mitzvah. And a young lady gets her first car. And another young lady goes off to summer camp. And those are all the things that I wanted to know when Alex was little could happen for him so there's a heart of a mother and then of course you can't put together the mother's book without having the dad's book so there's a heart of a father which came out 10 years later the really cool thing about that book is that many of the men who wrote for the book were husbands to the wives who had written for the first book Mm -hmm. so we get to see 10 years later what happened with the children and how the children are doing who are now you know, adults. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they weren't adults to begin with, some of the kids had were already adults, which was really cool. And um, 
Yeah. And then there's my podcast, Heart to Heart with Anna. I've been doing that for eight years now. Mm-hmm. So that's really been keeping me busy. But now I'm working on a book that I am really hoping we can finish by 2022 called The Heart of a Heart Warrior. Mm-hmm. And Alexander wrote for that. That's so awesome. I'm really, really excited. I wrote, of course, an essay or two in The Heart of a Mother. Frank wrote in The Heart of a Father. And now for Alex to write for The Heart of a Heart Warrior is kind of like a dream come true. You know, the other thing is that you co-founded the Heart Community Collection. Can you tell the people a little bit about that? Yes, I'm super excited about that. Uh, The Heart Community Collection kind of uh, is a miracle in its own right. Like I said, I wrote those books, the Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents. My children's book is called My Brother Needs an Operation and The Heart of a Mother and The Heart of a Father. But it's really hard to plug your own book. It's for me anyway. I'm an introvert. It's really hard for me to plug my own book. Anyway, uh, so I was interviewing two authors on one day for my podcast, which, first of all, I don't often record two podcasts in one day. (laughs) But secondly, you know, what a joy to interview two CHD authors on the same day. So in the morning, I interviewed Jenny Muscatel, Mm -hmm. who is absolutely delightful and has written a beautiful book about her journey with her daughter, Faith. and. I was telling her after we were done with the podcast, I said, you know, I would just so love to have a community of authors where we can help one another. I said, I find it so hard to plug my own book. And she said, I know I have the same problem. And I said, you know, I have this dream where we have a bookstore that's just all for and by CHD community members. And she said, what a great idea. So then later that day, I interviewed Amy M. Lee, who is a heart warrior, who has written for my new book, The Heart of a Heart Warrior. And after we were done with the podcast, I told her, I said, oh my gosh, I have to introduce you to Jenny Muscatel. She's also a writer. And I was just telling her how I would love to have a bookstore where all of us can help one another. And, you know, no money needs to change hands. We're just being supportive. You know, we can be each other's marketing team. Right. And she said, that's a great idea. We should do it. So I said, well, I want to introduce you to Jenny. And I started a Facebook chat with the three of us. And Jenny took the bull by the horns. And she's like, okay, well, I'll make the website. And Anna, you connect us with authors. And Amy, you're the, you know, you're you're so good with marketing, you know, with uh, Twitter. She's really, really good with Twitter and Instagram and all of this. And so the next thing I knew, the three of us were, were doing this. And Jenny was showing us this beautiful website and I was buying a URL and it just was born. (laughs) And it just kind of happened overnight. It was amazing. And I never could have done it myself. It was something I had dreamed about for years, but it wasn't until God put me in the right place at the right time with the right people that it actually came to be. And we're so excited that you're part of the Heart Community Collection. I mean, it's amazing. We were so honored that you guys asked us and and reached out to us about that. But yeah, if you're a CHD parent listening, definitely go check out the Heart Community Collection. You're going to find so many great resources there for you that are going to help you on your journey. Yeah, just like buy the Heart Community for the Heart Community uh, bookstore. That's awesome. That's so encouraging. Well, we've expanded now. So now it's not just books. Now we have a little gift shop 
And we're featuring, right now it's all heart moms who have different things for sale. So that's cool. We have several yeah. different uh, different women who are putting together little soaps and dolls. and I mean, all kinds of different things. So go check it out, theheartcommunitycollection.com. And in addition to that, what's really, really cool is one of the dads who wrote for the heart of a father, who has a, you know, obviously he has a, a heart warrior, has decided to become a writer of science fiction. So that's really cool. So it's not just memoirs or books for children, which is cool enough, uh, but now we're also featuring writers who are part of the CHD community, but are going off and writing all kinds of books. And I'm hoping Alex will join them. Alex wants to be a writer himself. He's working on a fantasy type book right now. He'll he'll probably never write about his CHD because, mm. like I said, he feels like I do enough advocacy work. But <laughs> um, but I think that his uh, his heart defect has influenced him in more ways than he realizes. And I think it'll probably come out in his writing, even if he doesn't know it does. Right. <laughs> so right. we'll see. We'll see. That's awesome. Uh, so I want to ask you. You know, a lot of our listeners are parents who have just been diagnosed and they're looking for a resource to kind of help them uh, prepare for the baby that's coming. What advice would you give to a CHD parent whose child has just been diagnosed? Well, obviously it's very different for me. I didn't find out in utero. Right. And when I did find out it was 27 years ago. So things are very different. There are new tests now that weren't available back then. And there's just so much more information. I think my advice would be if you find out in utero, your baby will never be safer than Mm. when the baby is inside of you. So as scary as it is to know that you're going to have this baby who's probably going to need procedures, relish the time you have with your baby. Enjoy your pregnancy. Hopefully the pregnancy will go smoothly. And so I think if you can enjoy the journey. Yes, it will be hard. It'll be hard later. Enjoy the pregnancy as much as you can and focus on the positive. When Alexander was finally diagnosed, the doctors told us he was in congestive heart failure, which is why his heart looks so huge on the x-ray. And they told us he probably wasn't going to make it. Mm -hmm. And so they suggested compassionate care. Mm -hmm. And... I didn't know what compassionate care meant. And they, mm. they explained to me that if they did nothing, that Alexander would just pass away. Mm. And I said, no, he has not fought for two months for me to just let him pass away. There has to be something. Mm. And so I asked about transplantation, even though I didn't really know much. I wondered if that was an option, but they said he was too sick, that he wouldn't be able to wait long enough for a heart. And so the only thing they could offer us was uh, an experimental procedure called the Norwood. Hmm. And I said, well, take it. I was willing at that time to take anything. Well, since Alex had his Norwood 27 years ago, there are so many other procedures. There's the say no. For some people who find out in utero, you can actually have surgery in utero Mm -hmm. to help improve the odds of the baby. And it used to only be at Boston Children's Hospital where you could do that. But now Texas Children's Hospital is also offering it. There's so much more available now. Mm -hmm. Educate yourself, but don't let that become everything. 
You yeah. know, I, I think luckily women are able to experience the miracle of life growing inside of them. And it's so easy to become terrified when you know that that baby is going to have a problem. But I would just recommend to parents to enjoy it as much as you can, because it really is a miracle to be able to carry a baby. And if you find out after the fact, like I did, I would say avail yourself as many of the resources you can, but don't let yourself become overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to become overwhelmed. Find one or two really positive people and let those people help guide you and let them be there for you. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to think as a mom, oh, I have to do it all myself. Right. And you don't. It's okay to let somebody make a casserole for you. Yeah. It's okay to ask somebody to pick up some milk for you on the way home mm -hmm. from work because you don't really want to go out and pick up some milk. And in the days of COVID, like what we're living in right now, it's so much scarier than what it was 27 years ago when this wasn't a hot topic, you know, right. when this wasn't something that people were afraid of. So I would just say, you know, if you belong to a church, let people pray for you. Let members of your church set up a spreadsheet or something to help bring you food. And right. uh, if you have other children, to let your children go and play with other children so that you can have some quiet time. And, and just enjoy what time you have. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It will be scary later. Yeah. But I think it's so much scarier if you don't let people in and you don't let yes. people be part of the journey with you. Absolutely. It's okay to go to counseling. And it's actually yeah. a really good idea to go to counseling, yeah. especially when you're dealing with trauma. Mm -hmm. And we all are dealing with trauma. We've all been told news that no parent should ever have to hear. and um, that's one of the things that really helped me when I was going through a really bad time. But because of the counseling that I received, it made a huge difference for me. You know, I think another thing I'd love to hear from you is how you and your husband walked together through those uh, through the highs and the lows of your family CHD story. Do you have any advice for just couples who are walking through this together that they can use to kind of help them get through? Well, first of all, if you are a couple, you're lucky. Right. Because I sure did see plenty of people who were single parents dealing with it. And yeah. I think it's so much harder. You're not going to grieve the same way and you will be grieving. You'll be mm -hmm. grieving the loss of the perfect child. You'll be grieving the loss of that future that you thought was certain that now you know is not so certain. Mm -hmm. And so you'll both be grieving and you'll probably grieve very differently. Mm -hmm. So be aware that you're probably going to grieve differently. Communication is key. And I see you and Tom doing such a beautiful job of that. I mean, not just this podcast, as though that's not obvious enough. But just from having had you on my program and talking to you, I see that you're you're both really good communicators. And I think that helps. My husband's a nurse. I was a teacher. And so um, we both had a certain level of professionalism, which I think helped us to kind of step Back from what was happening so that mm -hmm. we could look at it a little bit more objectively and almost go on automatic pilot right. uh, while we were getting through it. And I think I'll, 
a lot of the trouble that we had was things external from us. And let's just say um, it's not uncommon for the people that you think you can count on to be grieving in a different way than you are. And they are also grieving and you have to remember that. That's not something that I really thought about or acknowledged because I was so deeply entrenched in my own experience. Um, But if you allow yourself to be open, many, many other doors and windows will open and other people will come in and they will be there for you in a way that is really, truly beautiful. I have some friends that I have been friends with for 25 years, 27 years. um, And they know what I'm going through. They Mm -hmm. are other heart parents or grandparents um, or aunts and uncles who took the time to go on the internet and look for resources for their loved ones. And we have become an extended family that really Mm -hmm. understands each other in a very unique way. But understand that maybe you expect your siblings or your parents to be there for you. And they're grieving, not just like you're grieving. They're Mm -hmm. not just grieving for that baby that has a heart problem. They're grieving for you, Mm -hmm. their daughter or their son and their grandchild Mm -hmm. or their sister and their niece or nephew. And that's not something that anyone prepared me for or taught to me about, that Mm -hmm. my, my family would also be grieving for Alex. And I just think you have to show a lot of compassion and a lot of kindness. And maybe sometimes strangers will become more of a family to you and will be able to help you more than your blood relatives. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Anna. That's so incredibly helpful. Well, uh, let's go to our next segment, which is called the bag of questions, where I'm going to just get to know you a little bit better, ask you some fun questions, uh, maybe some inspirational questions, and it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be great. Okay. All right. I'm up for it. All right. First one, <laughs> how would you describe yourself in one word? Nurturer. Mm. Oh, good one. That's a good word. Why did, why did you choose that word? I'm everybody's mom. <laughs> it feels that way. I started a Toastmasters club for my husband to be able to join because the one that I went to met at noon and he's a nurse and can't just get out of a case so that he could join Toastmasters. And so even though at the time we were not the oldest people, we became the mom and dad of the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whether it's Toastmasters or the CHD community or any of the other activities I'm involved in, it seems like I'm always the mom of the group. Mm. Yeah. Uh, If you had a time machine, would you go back in time or would you go into the future? Oh, that's a great question. I think I'd go back Mm. and have one one more conversation with my mom. Mm. Oh, nice. Okay. Last question. What's your personal motto? You are not alone. Man. It's a great one to remind yourself of and, and one to share with others. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for this great conversation. Man, you're just, a, I can tell you're in Toastmasters because you're a very compelling storyteller. I was just, yes. I felt riveted the Tom whole time. Was I was like, oh my gosh. Um, but just to hear your story, <laughs> kind of learn how 
pioneered this whole experience in a lot of ways. And, and I guess your and Alex's experiences were, were part of what has given us what we have today, which is what I feel so blessed and, and encouraged by that. Um, just learning how you approach life and how you've, uh, approached your, uh, parenting with Alex and your advice for parents, I think is just spot on. It's almost like you were talking through the greatest hits that we've heard in all the podcast interviews that we've done, which, which encourages me. And I hope encourages every CHD parent listening that, you know, there are, there are just consistent pieces of advice coming up again and again, and those are great things to keep in mind. So just thank you so much for your time. Um, I would encourage everybody, we're going to, in the show notes, we're going to have all the links to your books and your website and resources. Gosh, go listen to Anna's podcast, go, uh, called heart to heart. Go read her books. Go check out her website. It's just great resources for anyone out there. So, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anna is just one of those people who you could just talk to forever. She has just a wealth of, of knowledge and wisdom. And I just feel like we have learned so much from her in this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've said this before, but when we got our CHD diagnosis and when Harding was very young, one of the biggest things that I wanted was just show me a kid that has this, show me an adult that has this. Mm -hmm. And, and we weren't given a ton of opportunities to do that. Right. Um, and just hearing her story, hearing about Alex, hearing about him working in the hospital and going up and down stairs and putting in steps every day on a step counter, man, it's just it just gives me a lot of encouragement. Yeah, I think I would love to meet Alex one day. <laughs> Alex, if you're he's... listening, call us up. <laughs> Give us, uh, drop a message. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he just sounds like an amazing man. And, and to go through everything he's gone through and come out the other side so strong and and successful is just yeah, like you said, it's really cool to hear about. You can't help but picture Harding as an adult doing well, just like Alex is. And, and every other CHD kid of every parent that's listening. You know, that there is a, that a good, happy, healthy future exists. And we're working towards that. It's super great. So there were three C's that came to mind for you, Kat. You yeah. coined this and you're actively making t-shirts yeah. with these three c's Cop i'm gonna copyright it too a fourth c copyright great oh yeah but what are the three c's yeah the three c's i came up with as like a theme for this part two of this episode were community connection and communication you know i think when anna told us that sweet story about how Joey helped Alex through his anxiety around needles uh, and gave him tactics on dealing with that anxiety. I just thought that that was just such a special story. And then also Anna telling us how she found positive people who have been through what she's been through to help support her on in her journey. It just those stories just show me the importance of, of community and, and having those connections with people and how it can help reduce not only our anxiety, but our child's anxiety that develops on the CHD journey. 
Yeah, it reminds me of this great quote um, by Stephen Covey. He wrote Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Great book. But he said, next to human survival, the greatest need of a human being is psychological survival. To be understood, to be Mm -hmm. affirmed, to be validated, to be appreciated. Yeah, I love that. What struck me is we are so focused with our CHC kids on physical survival. Right. Just surviving. But even when we talked to Dr. Burns, he said, it's not just about getting out of the hospital. It's about getting through first grade. It's about, Mm -hmm. you know, graduating high school. It's about going to college. It's about being a successful adult in life. Mm -hmm. And what those three C's, I think, speak to are that psychological survival that we have, that our CHD kids have. Right. And we have to think beyond, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's definitely the times where we're focused on just physical survival, but then we have to be considering the psychological survival. Right. Their emotional needs. Uh, Working through anxiety, creating a healthy and positive community of relationships around our kids. Yeah. And that's something we've definitely sought out as a family. You know, I think when we first started to see signs of anxiety and hurting, we went out and we found resources on how to deal with anxiety in children. And, you know, that's when we read The Whole Brain Child and and resources like that that really helped us walk through those things with hurting. But even more so than the resources, you know, surrounding yourself with with people who are either trained on how to handle mental health, right? Like Anna says in the episode, it's okay to like reach out to a psychologist or psychiatrist, like someone to help you process this anxiety and fear and trauma and to help your child do the same, you know? Yeah, for us, I think this played out when uh, Harding started going to preschool and he was put on an IEP, Mm -hmm. an individualized education plan Mm -hmm. that is usually identifying some kind of deficiency. He, he worked through his IEP and he's not on one currently. Right. Um, But he was on one for various things. And I think the first reaction as a parent is just to go, ah, is something wrong with my kid? Mm -hmm. But I think as CHD parents, we saw that it's just an incredible blessing. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh my gosh, we're gonna have someone in Miss. We're gonna have Miss Julie investing in in Harding, and she's right. helping him learn how to put on and take off his coat, right. and you know, just yeah. things like that, and and to work through conflict and expressing himself, mm-hmm. and all of those resources really helped. Yeah, but it was for us this aggressiveness in seeking out those resources in the same way that we sought out physical um, resources for his physical health. Right. Does it make sense? Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes as, as CHD parents, what, what we've seen and observed, and I think maybe at times struggled with ourselves, is not really acknowledging the side effects that your child's diagnosis can have uh, emotionally and psychologically. We... We're so focused on the on the physical part of it that we either forget that that's a part that the psychological part is a part of all of this or we just don't want to acknowledge it because all the physical stuff is too hard. 
right? It's too overwhelming. It's too much to deal with in itself. We can, we only have enough focus and time and energy for that and not for the emotional, psychological side of it. We have to accept that our children and ourselves have been through trauma, that trauma needs attention and care uh, and ignoring it doesn't make it go away. Only getting the right resources is what's going to help. And speaking of resources, a lot of resources came up. Right. She has created... And you checked out a few of those, right? Yeah. Actually, when we... I mentioned this in the episode, but when we were writing our book, her handbook for parents of kids with HLHS uh, was a resource that I frequently looked at to see like how she had phrased things and the the types of topic she brought up she said it's out of print now so you can't go buy it right now because she's currently updating it because she did write it like in the 90s (laughs) but man so so well done and the the heart of a mother the heart of a father my brother needs a surgery and then her upcoming one the heart of a warrior just all these great resources that uschd parents can go look up on amazon and find and they are really going to help give you hope. They're going to give you hope for your CHD child and their future. And Anna was nice enough to send us a copy of My Brother Needs a Surgery for Audrey. And man, I wish we would have had that when, <laughs> when Harding was going through all his surgeries with Audrey. Because it's just, I, we sat down and read it and our kids loved it. They loved it. And, and it has all these probing questions in it for the sibling to answer. And it, it helped Audrey even now as an almost 10-year-old like process some of the things that she went through during that time. It's really a great book. And then her podcast, Heart to Heart with Anna, over 300 episodes. It's amazing. And the Heart Community Collection. You know, uh, I've plugged it before and I'll do it again. This is a great place for CHD resources, you guys. Their Their tagline is by the heart community, for the heart community. These are resources that have been created by people who are in the CHD world and they've made resources for you, for people who are going through the CHD journey. So please make sure you go check it out. They have a bookstore that features all these resources. They have a shop where CHD parents have made things like shirts and jewelry and dolls that you can go buy. And then they have a list of podcasts that you can go listen to, like ours, that are related to CHD. Just all these amazing things. And I'm so glad that it exists. That's our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. In addition to this podcast, we have lots of other resources to help support, encourage, and equip CHD parents. These can all be found at TomandKatHanson.com. The one we are most excited about is our book. Yes, we've written a book. It's called Hope and Courage, Real Life Lessons from the Parents of a Child with Congenital Heart Disease. It's a must read for CHD parents because it gives you a story that only you can relate to and valuable insights you need to live a happy and fulfilling life. It's almost ready and you can sign up now on our website to join our mailing list to be the first notified when it's ready to be purchased. While you wait, we'll go ahead and send you a free resource, Top 10 Tips for CHD Parents, which you will love. You can follow us at Tom and Cat Hansen on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, please rate, follow, and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. It really helps this project grow. With that, we'll talk to you next time.